0: Before we start the episode, I want you guys to know that we did have to record it on Instagram live. So the audio may be a little bit wonky. So if it's not hitting for you through the podcast streaming platform it's totally understandable head on over to Instagram at Constance Ann and show and there you can watch the Instagram live and I'm sure that the Instagram live audio will be just a little bit better. Sorry. Okay, let's begin. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Constance Annen Show. I am your host, Constance Annan, and you are now tuned in to the world's best talk show. But y'all already knew that. And if you're listening in on podcast streaming platforms, honey, head on over to YouTube, search for the Constance Anna Show, and there you can watch yo girl. Let's go ahead and tone it on down because we're actually going to be talking about some serious things today. We're going to be touching on domestic violence. We're going to be touching on ancient baby daddies. We're going to be touching on some self harm. There's a lot of things that could potentially trigger y'all or someone. So take this as my trigger warning and although I do think that it could trigger something in someone it could also help another so you guys sit back and enjoy the ride we're definitely going to be getting into some things today I'll be talking with a woman that I've been following for a while and I'm so excited to have her here on the show her name is Kiana she is 27 years old a mother of six kids under the ages of six I'm sure y'all can only imagine what it is that she's endured and what it is that she is going through so we're going to be talking about all of those things today all right so without further ado Let's go ahead and get into it. So introduce yourself. Let the people who don't know you know who you are. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, so I'm Kiana. I'm 27 years old. I am a mom of six children, and they are all under six. And yeah, I'm also an influencer and a content creator for YouTube and Instagram. I went to school for cosmetology and a array of other things. But I'm from
0: Richmond, Virginia, and that's. Mm -hmm. I guess that's it. Okay, so let's start with the sticks, under sticks. What was the thing that sparked the whole monetization and the creation of that Instagram page? Like, what made you say, okay, you know what, I'm about to make this the thing that people recognize me as?
1: Okay, so, well, I don't know if you know, well, you know, I've been doing YouTube for a while, but I was like, you know, I have to find another way to monetize and I'm actually a stay-at-home mom, so it's just like, I need to make an income. Right doing what I do daily. So I'm going to make an Instagram page for that. And I made it. And then I was like, uh, I'm not really going to post on there. It's hard to manage two Instagram pages. But my personal page wasn't getting any like traction for real. It was just a personal page. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was just like, you know, I kind of have a unique story. And I sat beside my boyfriend. I was like, so you ready to go viral? And he was <laughs> like, what? I was like, no, nah, we ready to go viral. Like, look, I'm going to put this little, I'll put a, I'm going am put our story together. I'm gonna put some pictures in there. And we going viral and then it happened and i was like oh shit wait it happened like this is real you know so and has shit changed for you since
0: going viral
1: uh yes and no i think that people have this misconception that when you go viral like you just become rich and famous and like that's not the case um yeah, no, I am getting brand deals now from big brands, and they're actually, like, sending me packages in the mail, literally just got packaged, you know, shit like that. Like, people are sending me stuff to um, market themselves and whatnot for me to make content with it, and they're paying me to do that, but as far as, like, going viral, no, I do have some people speak to me, hey, Andrea, I'm reading the comments, I don't know if you can see the comments, but... um i do have people speak to me in public which is weird they're like oh my god 606 or like the whole package and i'm like right <laughs> i had one girl come up to me and she was like oh my god can i touch your belly when i was pregnant i was like i don't know you right She was right. like i follow you on instagram i'm like i don't know you and she was like well my name is xyz and i was like oh, okay
0: you can have a hug how has that transition been for you though like you know from being i wouldn't say that let me say this i know i've been following you for a while so I know, I know that you are transparent but it's definitely clear that you're not letting everybody into everything in your life so how is it you know and how has the transition been in going outside and having people recognize you even though you are kind of like this private person how is i that don't been-
1: want to go outside okay. i don't like going outside um but and i don't like going outside with the kids only because it's six of them and people yeah. look at us like We're jungle freaks. Um, But actually, it's been okay. Like, I've always been kind of the energy. Now, I do not mean to sound like big-headed, cocky or anything. I've always been the energy. I've always had a strong personality that just, like, not dominated the room, but it was present in the room always. And so I'm used to being that, but just having people – feel like they know me because they know these little snippets of my life it's it's different it's weird but
0: I bet I bet I noticed and I can appreciate it you tend to do this thing where like you'll say something about yourself and then you'll try to cover it up to try to make it seem as though you're humble like you had just said I have kind of a unique story or you had said I'm the energy not to be big-headed and I will be the person to give you your flowers and following Mm -hmm. you have that you have that energy you have Mm -hmm. like yeah no there's an essence about you that I'm definitely attracted (laughs) to So don't try to dim your light. You don't have to when you speak to me. Like I'm not gonna sit here and think, oh, this girl is cocky. Da 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 da. If there's anybody listening in and they feel that way, y'all don't need to feel that way because you are truly sharing your story and it is a beautiful story. I think you are doing something that a lot of people. Let me not say like I would have folded, girl. As soon as I, I had a baby, I would have been done. Like it's. I feel like you have just just the essence of what you posted the other day. Hashtag God is real, right? Like you, your your whole everything is just proof that God is is working in life that exists i want to get um um some anecdotes things that i know you have shared on your personal youtube channel and i hope you're comfortable talking about them here i think one of the things that really attracts me to you is like you said your energy but there's a sense of like peace within you from what i see on the internet Uh, there was one video that really Uh yeah yeah no there was one video that really resonated with me you were sitting you were like, if you guys are seeing this, this means that I'm no longer in this um, state of mind, right? And you were opening up about being homeless and being a mom. And so I want to give you the opportunity to kind of dive into that and really just speak to... Girl,
1: now you're about to make me
0: cry. Relax. Oh, girl, no. no. I mean, let the emotions run because I be crying too. Don't feel bad. But I think one of the things that spoke to me in that video was that you said that all you know how to do is praise God in the midst of turmoil. And I think that that's hard for a lot of people to do. And so if you can just speak to why you choose to praise god in the midst of turmoil and then i guess also go into the homelessness story i would love to hear that okay perfect
1: all right so first things first i choose to actually praise god and when i say praise god i literally turn on music like and um i have my own relationship with god and i have my own beliefs of what god is it's not that picture that we've been you know taught our whole lives it's not that i have my own belief of what god is but i don't know exactly how to pray without just going like yo look it's me you know so i'd be feeling like that's kind of informal so i'm like i'm gonna just turn on some music saying i know he can hear me he she can hear me and i'm gonna be connected in that way and so when i say i praise god through it that is what i mean i used to be a praise dancer and um I think I was probably in high school when I was praise dancing. And it always made me feel more connected. Go to the bathroom. It always made me feel more connected to a higher source of energy. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because, like, dancing, you just art in itself. It gives you this, like, it gives you this peace. It gives you this, this feeling. And so I always felt more connected. But how I even started being homeless. Um, so in that situation, I, I was in a very toxic, uh, relationship. My baby daddy had like four other baby mamas. I made myself the fifth knowing it was the most ghetto situation I could ever be in. Right. And so I got pregnant and I moved into public housing and that he was living with me but anytime that we would argue he would leave and how i knew that he was leaving this man would take the tv damn that's- I'm home and the whole tv gone i'd be like all right now petty so i'm pulling up to his baby mama house and stuff like that and that's just stuff that i've never wanted for myself as a woman and i found myself in the midst of like just just ratchet shit, just why am I pulling up to your baby mama house? Why am I telling this girl I'm about to beat her with a bed? Why am I at her door with a bed? Like, that is, right, girl this it was getting ghetto. Excuse me, there's a whole other bathroom. Go to the other bathroom, nosy, rosy. Oh,
0: my
1: nose is rosy. No, your nose is not rosy. Go to the other bathroom. <laughs> Go to the other bathroom. I'm talking about whose nose is rosy. <laughs> <sighs> Excuse me. But, so, um, just, I had got to a space where after I had our baby, mm-hmm. um, she was underweight. She had to stay in the NICU. I was really stressed. I lost, I believe, like 20 pounds right after giving birth, which is fucking crazy because it's like, I lost 20 pounds even after like the pounds that I lost with her being taken out of me. Um, And so I knew I was stressed. I wasn't eating. I looked like I was doing drugs. And so for me, I just was like, this is a breaking point. I was experienced some really severe depression. I was just like, "What what is going on with me?" I called my sister. I'm like, "Listen, I don't want to be here anymore." And I'm going to be honest with y'all and I'm going to be really transparent in this moment. Um when you don't want to be here, when you're depressed to a point where you want to commit suicide and you have children, you think, "Who is going to love my children the way that I love them?" And I contemplated, "Okay, if I'm going to kill myself, what am I going to do with my children?" Mm-hmm. You know, and for so so many days I was like, I have to take them with me. And I was like, I can't kill my children. And I'm like, I literally went back and forth in my head. I have to take them with me. I can't kill my children. I have to take them with me. Who's going to care for them? Who's going to love them? Who's going to be that for them? You know? And it was really hard for me to even come up with the answer. So I would call my sister and my sister would always like i would hang up and i would be like i'm about to lose it and she would always just call back she'd say kiana just put the phone down keep me on the phone i would just cry and cry and cry she lived in texas at the time she's military and so she was like listen i don't care what you got to do but move out here with me you can stay in my house you can like bring your kids i don't care you know so at that time i ran that idea by my parents they convinced me to let Mason stay with them, and they would bring me Mason in two months because, oh, you can't travel with two kids. It's going to be hard for you, et cetera. So me and England, we moved to Texas. I'm in Texas. I make the decision that I want to join the military. I say, okay, I'm going to join the military. I put all my eggs in one basket because I'm not too, I'm not too, um, I don't deal too good with like when things don't go my way. So I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket, and I'm going to make it happen. So I put all my eggs in that basket of joining the military. Then my sister and her husband say, okay, well, we're we're being transferred to Alaska. Kiana is anemic already. You're not about to kill me in Alaska. It's like negative 27 degrees. I'm not fucking going up there. You feel me? So I'm like, yeah, no. I'm going to go back home to Richmond. I'll just join the military from there. So I go back to home. I come back home, and I'm going through the process of joining the military. I get to MEPS to do my physical and everything and to be sworn in that day. I just knew like, I'm about to join. My family's gonna come up here and watch me be sworn in. Girl, I got disqualified. Mm. I got disqualified because they saw markings on my arm where I used to cut.
0: Uh,
1: Crazy, and I lied about it. And then I ended up telling them the truth. And I think I was like a pound underweight or overweight or something, I don't know. But long story short, I got disqualified. Once I got disqualified, I cried the whole entire ride back home from Fort Lee. I was devastated. I was like, the fuck? Like, that is the plan I had to take care of my children. I have two children. I'm a single mom. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm going to do. That was my only plan. So... I was depressed to a point where I literally, I left all of my kids and one of the viewers on here is Bria. I remember calling her and I said, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, where are you? Can you pick me up? And she picked me up. She took me to the rental car that I had, right? She took me to the car. And this is when the stimulus checks were coming out. So I'm just here to say depression is one thing and everybody thinks, okay, well, if I have money, then it'll not cure the depression, but I'll feel better. But I right. have money. I had the money, like I had a few thousand dollars. I had these things. I love you too, Bria. I had these things and I still felt empty inside because I didn't have a way to keep the money coming. Right. So I literally texted all my family and I was like, you know, I'm tired. And I put in a text how to um, how I wanted my funeral to be. Oh, wow. What I wanted everybody to wear, what color I wanted my casket, what I wanted to have on. I told them all these things in detail. I told them who I wanted to take care of, which child, you know, and I wanted, I said, just make sure my children always see each other. And um, Bria came, she picked me up, she took me to the car. I I had a plan. I literally, I was going to crash the car. It was a little red Prius. I was going to crash the car on Belvedere Street and that was fine if i killed somebody else i kill somebody else but i didn't care because i knew i was going to be dead okay. so i wasn't going to be taking responsibility for it okay. you know very selfish thinking of me i kissed my kids i said i'm i'm like i love you i kissed england i said i love you you know and i just was crying really hard i left i walked Bria picked me up she took me to the car and when i got to the car the car wouldn't start mm-hmm. she's, right there. she's like <laughs> right right she's like where do you want to go <laughs> Where do you want to go? Like, I'll take you wherever you want to go. We can go eat. We can go to a park. Like, this girl literally stopped everything that she was doing that day. She's like, what do you want to do? I'm here for you. What do you want to do? Uh Oh, why am I about to cry? Girl, it's okay. (laughs) I don't want to cry. I don't want (laughs) to cry. But Bria, I love you so much. But, yeah, she, um... She just was like, you know, what do you want to do? I'm here for you. I'll do whatever. Like, I'll take you to eat. I'll take you to, like, to a park. We can go walk. We can talk. Like, whatever you want to do. And I remember just sitting in her passenger seat just crying. I was like, I'm not okay, you know. And she drove me to the hospital because that's that's eventually I was like, you know, just take me to the hospital. So she drove me to the hospital. And on my way to the hospital, um, Mason I called Mason and he kept saying I love you so much I just love you so much mom I love you so much and that was March I believe 4th of 2020 I admitted myself into the hospital I got the help that I needed I don't believe in medications I believe that depression is a chemical imbalance and basically you have to (laughs) thank you so much Tavana you have to figure out what makes you happy and what releases those happy chemicals in you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so that you are balanced and you have to like keep yourself up to a point where you're taking care of yourself so that you don't get imbalanced. So I went to the hospital, I admitted myself into the hospital. I came back out and basically the fam- my cousins that I were living with, they basically was just like, she was like, yeah, no, nah, like, Basically I was unstable and people don't understand depression, you know? And she has children that were like maybe fourteen, sixteen, those ages. Like you know, and she just was like, Ah, yeah, you have to you have to go.
0: Okay. When I <laughs> you know hear, when I hear as I hear you talking about this, I'm just thinking to myself, um, I feel like oftentimes I think of moms and I see superheroes, right? And I'm like, All of these moms are thugging it out, they're taking care of children, taking care of households as well as taking care of themselves and I think it's as, as you tell your story, it just makes me realize how important it is to make sure that we are there for our friends, like our friends. That- right. Like, I feel like um, it was such a blessing you had Bria there to console you in that time and anybody else that cared for you in that moment. And I'm so um, glad that you are still here. I'm so glad God, in has- <laughs> whatever way it looked like in your life, we're still here. Um, we say that your kids are the things that keep you grounded. I hear you about the mental, um, thought processes that you have your depression, your children always seem to come back up. So would you say that they are the things that keep you grounded? That they are you know committing suicide or going the long way in ending your life.
1: They are, they are. And so when I got out of the hospital and she basically told me I had to leave, like I was like, all right, like I still got the money, you know, I'm gonna go get me a hotel room. Mm-hmm. I went and I got us like one of the hotel rooms with the kitchen in it for maybe a week or so, right? And that was expensive. (laughs) And so me and my kids are in there and I'm ordering us food and then I'm running out of money. Mm -hmm. And there was this song called God's Got a Blessing by Norman Hutchins. Right. And I was playing it and I'm just in there and I'm crying because we needed soap. And I told like England said, hey, can you get us some soap? And he was like, no. Mm
0: -hmm. Like he
1: was he was he was foolish. Right. And so I'm in there and I'm singing it and I'm crying. And Mason is just dancing. Like he's just dancing and he has like so full of energy. I still have a video of him dancing the first night we stayed in there to that song. And I'm just like, you know what, I can't give up for them. And I will say that was the last time I have ever been inside of a mental health facility. Like March 2020, I made a promise to myself, it's okay. regardless of what I'm going through, I know how to get through and I'm going to get through it. so that's how my homelessness started. Then I started staying in a motel. I started doing hair out of a motel. And it's literally one room, one bed, one bathroom, no kitchen, no nothing. I'm using my food stamps to basically buy us food, but I'm also selling my food stamps to pay for the room. Cause I at that point I had nothing, you know, and I was still like an idiot sleeping with her father who was not providing anything for me. You know, not for her, not for me, not for anything. And so I'm dealing with that. I'm sleeping with him. Everything's getting more toxic. His baby mama is pulling up to where I stay at. And Please. again, I'm threatening to beat the hell out of this girl because what are you doing?
0: Right. You know?
1: And so it just got to a point where um, one day I was just like, you know, I need the money to pay for the room. I had never asked him to pay for it before. And he was like, okay, well, um, um, yeah, it is going to stay up yeah. on Constance's page. So make sure you follow her.
0: Thank you. But
1: he said he didn't like my shirt. When I went to drop England off, he was like, where the fuck are you going in that shirt? And I was like, I'm going to get some money since you not paying for the room.
0: <laughs> and
1: girl, he was like, well, I was going to give you the money, but now I'm not. They kicked me out of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And I had to stay with my cousin. I was sleeping on her floor. But that when I was staying in the hotel is when I recorded that video. When I had to junk the car that I bought from my uncle. And I was it was a dark dark, dark time in my life. And I remember going back to my dad's house. I went back to my dad's house, but my dad didn't like England. My dad didn't like England because of who her father was, not that she could choose as a one-year-old child. How? What What choice did she make? So, oh, look, my baby daddy is on here. Hello, baby daddy. Well, not my baby daddy, but my boyfriend. Um, but I'm not talking about you, if that's what you were wondering. <laughs> but yeah, so, <laughs> so basically, um, He didn't like England, and so he would, like, one day she was crying, and he was like, shut that baby up or some shit like that. And I was like, I literally was like, and he was like, something wrong with your face? And I was like, yeah, because she's a baby, and you see me trying to get her together. Why are you going to tell me to shut my baby up? You have a problem her. You don't have a problem with me and you shouldn't have a problem with her because she didn't choose who her father was, you know? And so me and him got into it and I had to leave his house. So Mm -hmm. I'm back homeless. I had to go back to the cousin that told me I had to leave in the first place. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, um, that was my homelessness story. But I ended up like not long after moving back in with my cousin, I ended up getting a project. Then I started back dancing. I started back stripping. Mm -hmm. And then I got pregnant with my first set of twins, and I was like, "Okay, gotta get out the project, we gotta <laughs> stop stripping." Like, right. so now I like I was like, "You know what? Let me finesse this system. I know how to finesse mm-hmm. any fucking system, so I'm gonna finesse this system." Right. I was like, "I'm gonna try to move." I know I don't qualify for this loft, but I don't give a damn. I'm gonna make it look like I do, and right. so I got to this loft. I met Jaquan,
0: and mm-hmm. boom. Here you are, Amen, Amen, Amen. You can just keep <laughs> God all throughout that story because you right. shouldn't even—not that you shouldn't be here, but like you know, as many times as I you
1: shouldn't, to- I should. It has been so many times where I was almost gone from
0: right. either other people or myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about stripping because you brought it up. You did say dancing brings you energy. You started mm-hmm. the praise dancer, then you got into stripping, girl. What was your girl name? I was Lux L U X.
1: Okay. How did you come up with that name? Well, first, I used to be spicy, right? But I didn't like spicy. And I, I like, well, I chose spicy as a younger dancer because, I mean, it just gave off like feisty, like, uh, you know, whatever. And then when I came back, like, I was thinking, like, I need something more lax. And so lux is, like, luxurious. And so I was like, you know. Sorry, I was listening out for the kids. No, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to use that, or whatever, and I just ran with that, and so I really liked it, but I liked dancing, but it was like this darker side that dancing had to it.
0: It What mm, mm. was dark about it, like, but first of all, let me ask this before we get into how dark it was. Was there a difference between Lux and Kiana? Like, did you have to turn on a persona to dance?
1: Definitely a difference between Lux and Kiana. Kiana is always the mom. Okay. Kiana is the person that is not with the colorful wigs. That's not with the, you know, the loud I'm always on, I love my long nails. My nails are not done right now, but I love, I know y'all hear my kids screaming, it's nap time. That's what they do. But um, Lux, I'm always able to take her off and be Kiana to my children. Kiana is a more, I don't want to say reserved, but the more, you know, well, I guess reserved part of me. I'm still very in tune with my feminine self and my sexuality and my body. I love myself. But Lux was; she was the dancer. She was the stripper. She was the one who was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get some money by any means.
0: It's right. like,
1: I'm not selling my coochie. You right. know, I'm out here. Okay, She's so also the person behind my brands.
0: Right, I feel you. Yeah. If you're not, because you, you said dark, dancing was dark. If you weren't selling pussy, what was so dark about dancing that you didn't like? Just it was
1: the environment. Just the environment. You know, when you go in there, a strip club is dark anyway
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you have to. They have to like have these different color lights and all these things, it's already dark. And so when your environment is like, you're going there and it's so much negativity. The girls in the locker room, they crazy. They hating on each other. They weird, they talking about each other, they stealing money. The energies were just not something that I was fond of. And it was like, okay, is this what I really wanna be doing in my in my spare time? Is this where I wanna be putting my energy and letting my energy flow like is this a place where I want my energy to flow through because at the end of the day you know these women they might not be self-aware they don't even know what they're putting off but me I know what I'm putting off and I don't think this place deserves that you know so
0: right okay so you stopped stripping because you were going through you know the shit that you was going through in your life
1: I stopped stripping because I got pregnant
0: okay okay I literally
1: found out I was pregnant when I was Um, practicing, (laughs) I was going to the club, Mm -hmm. maybe was it that night, I believe it was that night or that upcoming weekend or day, and I was in my room and I was practicing, I'm on the pole and I went to spin and I was like I gotta throw up, Mm -hmm. I was like man, Kiana, I know you're not pregnant, and then I took a test and I was like
0: It is what it is you're
1: pregnant, right, and so I don't believe in abortions, (laughs) okay so
0: I was like, I'm really pregnant. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm kind of brought up abortions. Not that I'm glad about the abortion topic, but I think I was going to ask, or what I want to ask is, I think the average person would hear your story, right? And they'd say, well, why would you keep having more? Especially mm-hmm. in, uh, I think you were a single mom at the time. If not a single mom, you were dealing with an ancient baby daddy. Sorry to say, but it, it is. No, it no, is. that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> what was it that made you want to continue to have the kids? Because I know that you had mentioned at one point in time, um, adoption had crossed your mind. So what is it right. that, that that made you keep your children and continue to conceive more?
1: So with Ava and Aaliyah, like I said, I just don't believe in abortion. I wasn't given the power to create life. I'm mm-hmm. given the power to bring life into this realm. That's it. To carry it, nurture it, and bring it into this realm, grow them to be good humans. That's my job. But my job is not to actually create the life that happens inside of the womb and you can say oh well a lot of people can say well you sit down you lay down and you create the kids but guess what it's a b- bunch of women out here having sex A yeah. bunch of women out here that are having sex they can't get pregnant mm-hmm. god gives you that god gives you that and it's not yours to take away and so when god gave me that child or those girls <laughs> it wasn't mine to take away and i would go to their dad listen i'm pregnant I went to him so many times and he he had every excuse in the book they not mine well whose are they right um you trying to trap me nigga? for what because in my mind you broke and you stayed at your mom house i didn't know he had money at the time
0: right so, right
1: you know and i just made a bad decision you were a sneaky link i didn't know what you had or what what you got going on you feel me so it was just like basically you know um i just was like you know what If you're not going to be here, you're not going to be here. But I don't believe that it's my job to take something from this world that was placed inside me. Women Mm -hmm. are dying to have children, dying to carry children. And I'm given that gift. I have a body that will bear children. I'm going to bear these children. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to take care of them. And I continue to have more because I know that for me, uh, just knowing that I have to provide for my children, that's enough. That's enough for me to get up and do something. Right. I'm not going to say, okay, well, I can't do this for my children. Let me just. Like right now, I'm waiting for milk to come here. But guess what? If I got to pop out a titty to feed it. Right. Right. Like I'm going to make it work by all means necessary. So that's why I make the decision. That's why I made the decision to keep my children because I know regardless, I can take care of them. I even had my twins, their aunt, their biological aunt, who they don't know. I had her ask me, well, if you're a single mom already and he telling you he don't want the kids, why would you keep them? Right. And I just was like, I know I can do it by myself and they deserve mm-hmm. life. They don't not deserve life because your brother don't want anything to do with
0: them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then spray. Okay, um, <laughs> so I had lost my train of thought. I'm listening to you talk. Mm-hmm. I think I think my question for you is, what's some advice that you would give to women that are dealing with the ancient baby daddy? Because I think that there are a lot of, I mean, me having friends that have children, I know that I have given them that same pep talk that your aunt was mm-hmm. giving you. So what's that advice that you would like to give women that were in the same position as you? How could they how can they rise above the ancient shit baby daddies? What can they do to keep going? Keep staying leave, strong.
1: Leave that nigga where okay. he had you fucked up at.
0: Okay.
1: When he said, I'm not going to do for my child, when he made a decision to not do for your child, he didn't respect your child's life. Leave him where he at. Mm-hmm. it's nothing that you can do to make somebody be a parent it's nothing that you can do to make somebody be better and it's the hardest fucking thing like I said when you sit and you think okay well we're gonna be a family we're gonna make this work and then a nigga starts showing you their true colors like you gotta be like hold up yeah. that ain't who I thought you was but you gotta deal with that inside of you you gotta be like listen I thought that he was somebody that he's not and that was my foolishness you gotta take things at face value like believe people to be who they show you that they are, because that is who they're gonna be. They're not gonna be who you think they are or who you want them to be. They're going to be who they have shown you that they are and who they have consistently shown him. I mean, shown you who they are. And if it's like, oh, he's not shit, that's that's what he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, he can be better. We so we so often just fall in love with somebody's potential. And it's right. like, no, sis. If he wanted to be that, he would be that.
0: Right, right. Definitely waking up and realizing you just can't change anybody. Right. No, matter what you want to, no matter what the fuck, like you said, potential. Like, it's no change. They got to want to change. And if they ain't change, right. then it is what it is. And you just got to put up with that. So I totally get that. I respect that. I appreciate that advice. And I hope anybody that's listening in, if you got an ain't shit baby daddy, wake up and make change in your life, girl. Now. I know that you have gone through um, domestic violence. Like, like you've had your fair share of Asian baby daddies. Girl. <laughs> are you comfortable, and to be honest, like, are you comfortable getting into uh, what you posted about Mason earlier this week? Sure. What do you okay. want to know? Let's, I, I think for me, I, I want to know what domestic violence looked like for you in that moment, because I think it can look several different ways for a lot of different people. So what did it look like for you?
1: It was physical, mental, financial. Um
0: emotional okay financial i've never heard anybody say financial mm-hmm. but what did that so, look like
1: so when somebody is a breadwinner and it makes them feel like they have control over you so they actually um hinder your access to resources because they
0: provide for you mm, okay i got yeah. you i totally get you i totally get you okay and so that's how domestic violence looks for you how many times did you see the nonsense before you were like i'm done
1: oh girl bye (laughs) listen here if he had not went to jail i wouldn't be on here you'd be like oh look they posted her rest in peace picture again this year you feel me so like basically everybody puts their best foot forward Mm -hmm. first it's like this is who i am i'm this person and then when you get in there and you get comfortable with them as soon as they know that you're comfortable it's like no bitch mask off this is who i am you know but one day we're play fighting this is the first time i realized this man might be a little nut we're play fighting and he didn't like it i hit him too hard he said i ended up with his knee right here on my chest Mm. and i was like yo like get off me you know he was like no you hit me too fucking hard and i was like okay he the type to hit women, right? right? But did I leave? No. Was I pregnant with Mason yet? No. I stayed. And he continued to be abusive. And I continued to stay until, on, like I said on that post, November of 2016, it was Thanksgiving. He blacked my eye. Mm. And I literally, he headbutted me and blacked my eye. And I remember bleeding just bleeding from like up here somewhere and then like just seeing like this big knot on my head. And after the knot went down, all of this was black, right? Mm-hmm. I had a blood clot and everything in my eye. And so uh, after that, he held me at gunpoint <laughs> the same day, like you ruined my life. Like you moved into my house. I was living in New York city. I was in school. He asked me to move back here, you know? And so I did that. And and um that day that 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 thanksgiving day when he walked out of the house from after like doing all that to me i got on my knees and i was like god take this baby away from me i remember i was at the window i was watching him walk and i was just praying i was like god take this baby away from me i can't protect him you know when you have a man the man is supposed to protect you i can't protect him from the person who's supposed to protect us so god can you please just take my baby away from me I left the
0: house. Sorry, what were you hoping You were hoping for like a miscarriage. You didn't care how your baby was gone. It was just like whatever God can do. Right, right.
1: You know, I I was kind of hoping for like a miscarriage, but like a gentle miscarriage. Maybe like baby just like, you know, don't hurt at all, you know. And so fast forward, I leave. I spent Christmas at my parents' house, but I'm still communicating with him and stuff. And so he, he, I walked to his friend's house in the snow. It was January Ninth, that that situation happened. So January 7th, I walked to his friend's house in the snow, right? And I get there and we're good. We're cool. We're chilling. It's so crazy because even thinking of him right now, I just realized how so many parts of him resemble parts of Mason. And it's mm-hmm. so crazy. Mason doesn't know this man. Mason mm-hmm. acts just like his father. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow. But not like, of course, not the negative things. yeah. yeah. He just has traits of his father. And so um i'm there we're cool we're cool for like two days but the last day we're not cool um i'm looking on his no the night before somebody called him and it was a girl he told me not to worry about it the same day i mean the next day i i still asked i'm a female who the yeah. fuck was calling you i know you said don't right. worry about it, but since we're up we're talking now who was that right he's like her name was victoria and i'm like victoria x y and z and he's like no um, Victoria A, B, and C. So me, I'm on Facebook.
0: Right. Uh, A, I said,
1: "This is this is my phone." I said, "Oh, you talking about Victoria A, B, and C? She quiet. I went to school with her." Nick coming, he come in the room. Boom! Snatched the phone, throw it on the ground. Phone mm-hmm. breaks up into I don't know how many pieces,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Because the phone was already broken, but he. He broke it into so many pieces and he's just like, What the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You must be insecure and all of a sudden the third no. He just was like, Something's wrong with you and I said, I guess I'm just insecure and he said, Well, this is what being insecure gets you and he started beating me with the broom. Oh my god. Mind you, Constance. It's two guns in there. The guns are closer to me. I'm not in the right mindspace. Why the fuck do I got scissors? Wow, I'm not in the right. <laughs> I'm not in the right mindspace to say let me grab a gun and shoot this man. You know, right. I'm just. I'm like, calm down. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. What about your son? What about our baby? The night before, we were literally discussing the baby
0: shower. Mm. So
1: I'm like, you know, what about the baby? And he's like, you know what? Get out. Get out. Get out. Get dressed and get out. So I didn't have on nothing but boxers at that point. But mm. I start getting dressed. I put on pants. And a spaghetti strap shirt. And he says, no, I don't even know if I had put on the pants at that time. I think I had put on the shirt. And he says, come here. Like, come to the living room, right? So I come to the living room. And he's like, walk over there. But if I walk that way, he could hit me in my back. He's, he's holding the broom like it's a bat, right? And so he has the broom like it's a bat. And he's like, go over there. And I'm like, no. And he's like, bitch, I said, go over there. I said, no. Like, if I go that way, you're going to hit me in my back. He said, I'm going to hit you regardless i said that's ridiculous i like i'm just i'm just like no and next thing you know he's just beating the hell out of me with a broom and i mean beating the hell out of me bitch. like i was a pinata just pop 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 okay
0: mm-hmm. so how'd you end up in, and a hospital I in the
1: hospital the- no i didn't i ran so i seen mm-hmm. the broom coming from my stomach i put my hand right there like i put my hand right there like this boom mm-hmm. hit my arm broke my wrist mm-hmm. Well, broke my arm, actually. I thought he broke my wrist, and I felt it break. I heard it break. No. I felt it break. I heard it break, right? And I'm like, I think you just broke my wrist. He's like, well, run to the fucking hospital then. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the hospital. I just want you to calm down. Like, just calm down, right? Mm-hmm. And he's in a mirror. He's, like, throwing water on his face and all these things. I'm like, this nigga got to be on drugs.
0: Right. he got to be on, right. on drugs. Nobody's in the bathroom. Th- like, you got to be on himself. Right, girl. Especially after he just beat his baby mama, like you got bigger fish to fry. But okay.
1: okay. So I'm standing at the door. I'm standing at the door, and I'm like, um, um, cause he told me get out, and then he's like, don't fucking leave. And it's just like, well, I don't know what to do, cause at this point, my arm is broke, I'm bruised all up, because you beat me while I was naked, barely. Like I had on a spaghetti strap shirts, so he starts throwing my clothes at me. So I'm, I slip on the pants real fast. Some, some burgundy fake leather pants never gonna forget the whole outfit it was some jordan wands that he had bought me and i had on a white spaghetti strap shirt i had a sweater on over it but i didn't have time to put on my sweater so he went back to the room after he threw my shoes at my head then busted my head with the shoes banged my head up against the door and um He went back to the room and I'm like, shit, I ain't got nothing else back there (laughs) because all he could be going to get is these guns. And in my state that he's in, he's going to kill me. So Mm -hmm. I unlocked the door, quiet as fuck. And after he threw the shoes at me and he walked back, bitch, I started running. I was like, I'm out of here. And I'm running to a point where my adrenaline is rushing. I'm running down the street and I'm like, help me, I'm pregnant, help me, I'm pregnant. That's all I'm Mm -hmm. saying, right? And then these men, they're walking up the street, and they're like, oh, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I'm like, help me, I'm pregnant. Like, it don't fucking matter what's wrong. I what's said wrong? To <laughs> Right. So he come out the house like, Kiana. And I'm like, well, there's the problem. Mm. And they like, chill, bro. You know the police be up here. And, but he had a gun, so they scared of him, right? Right. So he comes, he get me, he's, strangled, he's strangling me, like to a point where I had, right? OK, hair color, you see her. <laughs> You say I had like the marks on my neck from him trying to fucking choke me. And I remember him saying, like, You're gonna make me kill you. You want me to go to jail for the rest of my life? And I'm just like, No, 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 just let me go. And he was like, Come back in the house. I'm not gonna hurt you. Well, first of all, son, I think I'm bleeding from my vagina.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I was like, I think something is coming from my vagina. He was like, Well, come in the house so we can see what it is and I was like, No no, hell no. Like, what's up? Like, no, I'm not going in there. And he was, he just like threw me on the ground. Right.
0: Mm.
1: He go back in the house, he get the gun. I'm hiding behind a tr- beside a tree. He asked the niggas like, where is she at? And they pointed to me, but between him going back in the house and getting the gun and me hiding beside the tree, somebody opened their window. I was like, you need help. And I was like, I do, right. you know, I do. I tried to open the door. It's locked and they came down. Um, and after he, After he saw that I was hiding beside a tree, he told me to come back in the house. I told him no. He literally turned around, went back in the house, and then these people came. They opened the door. By the time I got in there, that's when everything hit me. Like, first of all, bitch, you are bleeding from your vagina. Right. And, like, you might be miscarrying your child. That's number one. Oh, like, you're losing fluid from your vagina. I don't even think it was blood. I think I was just losing fluid from my vagina. I'm sorry if that's too vulgar for y'all. My arm is broke. real, it's okay. (laughs) My arm is broke. I have bruises everywhere. As soon as I got in there, everything hit me. I couldn't even walk. Mm. I had them pick me up and take me down the stairs in a cha- in a stair chair, which I didn't even know was a thing. They had a stair chair. They set me in and they, like, it literally was to go down the stairs. And then after I got on the stair chair, they put me in a stretcher. It's fucking freezing outside. All I got on a spaghetti strap, no socks, no shoes, and these fucking fake leather pants I'm freezing I get in the back of the ambulance they're like I'm like can you just call my dad and so I'll remember the man and I will never forget him every time I see this um this EMS worker I thank him Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm just like well EMT I thank him I'm like thank you like you saved my life you know I told I told him call my dad he called my dad he said your daughter has been attacked she's going to be in VCU's trauma unit can you Mm -hmm. please meet us there And I'm in there, they're ripping my clothes off. They're telling me like, you're in labor. Like you're in full blown labor. I'm contracting, I'm in labor. They trying to put my um, arm in a cast. They trying to like get x-rays in my arm and I'm screaming, don't touch me. So I'm having these contractions. My arm is broke, I'm bruised up. And I'm telling them like, stop touching me, stop touching me. I just remember screaming and crying. My dad walking in there just being angry as hell. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> I remember texting him and I remember him texting me back saying, Am I going to jail for attempted murder? And I was like, Yeah, I don't know, you know. So did he go to jail? He went to jail, but not for attempted murder and he's out of jail now. Does yes. he know your house? Does he know my whereabouts? No.
0: Yes, no, he doesn't know. You you don't keep in contact with him at all. No. He pays his little $238 and child support a month.
1: Yeah, but that's Good. it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with 238 We wipe our ass with that, but yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, I'm glad you got away. I'm glad, like, I'm glad, again, that you right here today. I think my question is, uh, because I've never been in a domestic violence relationship, but I've been, like, people that I know have been in it. I've witnessed it with my own eyes. And I think I want to know from your perspective, what do you, how should, your friends and and family members handle that situation because I would tell a friend you know I would tell somebody that I see witnessing it if I witnessed it i would tell them you need to leave they don't leave like what am I supposed to do as an outsider looking in how do I help those people that are dealing with domestic violence
1: well number one you never tell them you need to leave because they know that they need to leave but leaving is the hardest part. It's because these people have conditioned you to think that they are all you have. Even if you have friends that are supportive, they your friends don't. They will literally tell you, your friends don't like you. Your friends are jealous of you. Your friend, da, 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 she got this, she got that. You will never have this, that, and the third. And they condition your mind to feel like that they are all that you have. So all you can do is, hey, I'm here. If you want to develop a code system with your friend, if you are going to tell your friend, if you're going through something and you don't feel safe, send me a purple heart and I'll call Mm -hmm. (laughs) 911. Delete the messages, like tell your friend, delete these messages. Just be there for them and just let them know. Okay. If I send her this heart, like if, if, you know, I get a heart from my girl, like I'm calling 911. I'm sending them to this address, you know, just be there because you can tell a woman like you got to get out you got to leave you gotta Mm -hmm. leave but until they feel like they have that support that is going to keep them away from that person they're not going to leave because they talk so much of of like so much love they attach themselves to that person they kind of attach themselves to their abuser which is what i did so yeah
0: okay we focused a lot on the negative shit. you guys she has an amazing man he's he's the father of her latest twins Yes. And yes, those beautiful babies. He is the father of those beautiful babies. And I want to get into that. I want to know what dating as a single mother with four kids, like, how did you find the man of your dreams?
1: Girl, first of all, (sighs) he gets on my fucking nerves. Okay. But I love him. I love him dearly. I love him dearly. To right. so the positive things, but he gets on my fucking nerves. <laughs> um, but how did I find a man in my dreams? I aligned myself with things that I want okay. in my life. Okay. I became the person that I wanted in my life. Okay. And when you become the person that you want to attract, that is what you attract.
0: Okay. You know?
1: Okay. What are those and, things
0: that you did to put yourself in alignment? And sorry if I'm cutting you off. No, go, you're like, not. You straight. Okay. What are those things that you did to put yourself in alignment?
1: I started focusing on what I wanted for my future, what I wanted my life to look like for my kids. I want them to be healthy. I want them to be intelligent. I want them to be well-spoken, well-mannered. I can't have well-spoken, well-mannered kids if I'm dating the local drug dealer, right. <laughs> the right. supplier. I'm not, right. and that's not to say that those men are ignorant because they got some type of smart right. even if they're discounting money and being an entre- entrepreneur in right. that way but they don't have what I want my son to see as an example of a man, you know? And so I was like, I have to find someone who actually aligns with what I want my son to be and what I want my daughters to accept. And I have to stop accepting things that I would not allow for my son and I wouldn't allow my daughters to accept. So that is what that looked like for me. So I spent some time with myself for a Mm -hmm. while okay street pharmacist that's so funny i spent some time with myself for a while and i was like all right things have to change you know Mm -hmm. and for me dating and i was dating while i was pregnant and if you are judging me you can judge your mom i swear Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) we don't know what she did while she was pregnant but you can ask her. i promise you probably but Uh -uh,
0: this is a judgment zone don't nobody need to be judging because ain't nobody's experience life story or anything (laughs) different than anybody else's so proceed with your story and you know, fuss for, for people right. just okay
1: so Even. i was dating while i was pregnant and i just was like okay i slid in his dms and then he kind of like ignored me and i was mm-hmm. like this nigga think he's too good for me because i got kids all right yeah. i'ma slide back <laughs> and so he we had a mutual friend and this mm-hmm. mutual friend went live on like his birthday and they have almost the same birthday it's a day apart so they're going live and he's like oh yeah i'm out in vegas etc etc Quan is right and i'm just like mm-hmm. they talking about basketball and Quan telling the dude like you can i dunk on you bro and i'm in the comments like you can dunk on me <laughs> put your balls over here please put your balls in my court and he's like wait a minute who are you and I'm like bitch I was in your inbox I'm Kiana he was like oh you feel me and then he just was like well send me your number so I sent him the number and then we texted and shit and he just was like um I don't really like texting I would rather talk on the phone and girl I was like okay that's my husband because I like to talk (laughs) I was like that's my husband I was like listen I'm pregnant with twins and I have two kids and I mean you can leave Mm-hmm. but I don't deal with none of my baby daddies, so it's no baby daddy drama, but you can go if that's too much for you. He ain't want to go. And then, you know, I put a little Gawk Gawk 3000 on him. Little, Not the
0: Gawk Gawk 3000. Yeah, you know, a
1: little pregnant coochie, and then <laughs> ah! he's been here. He's just been here ever since.
0: Okay. And yeah. so, yeah. Okay, girl. Okay. Uh, how was it? First of all, how much time you got? Because I know you got a lot going on. How much you know, I got time? time? It's nap time until like oh. three o'clock. Okay, cool. We got a few more questions, then we're going to wrap it up, but um, how was it, like, allowing somebody into your life after being that single mom, the breadwinner? Like, you have full control over your household. Now you've got somebody coming in, and I would assume, I mean, I'm gay, so I don't know, but I I, I hear heterosexual people talk about having a man and coming in and letting them lead, right? So, was mm-hmm. it an issue to have a man come in and lead in a household that you were so comfortable leading?
1: Definitely, especially with my children. Like, letting somebody discipline my children, I'm like he good, you straight, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: go ahead, like, I got this, you know, it was, it was very hard, I remember us I going to the dentist, and they were like, they were asking him, and I'm, girl, I'm in the back of the room, and they're asking him, dad, um, does Mason X, Y, and Z, and I was like, yes, and he was like, Kiana, like, they're talking to me, so right, you have to let me be who it is that you want me to be to the kids, if you're not mm-hmm. giving me that space to be that, how am I supposed to, and I was like, all right and that was like six months into the relationship and i was like all right i guess i gotta you know and so i did i took a step back because at that moment Quan allowed me the space to take a step back to thrive in my femininity femininity yeah. um he gave me that space to do that and to actually like trust him and in, in him having me and having our best interests at heart and our kids best interests at heart so yeah <laughs> I respect
0: it. Um, one time I was watching one of your YouTube videos and you had mentioned that you was bisexual. So we ain't got to get into your sexuality, but...
1: I you like who, she, oh, but go.
0: Have y'all ever talked about, you know, adding another woman to the mix?
1: Always. Because I like vagina and I'm like... Yeah. Hey, I think we should have yeah. a little fun. You know, Quan's not opposed to it and I'm not opposed to it. I don't have a problem with, like, adding people in and, like, saying that, like, I don't have a issue or uh insecurity about it and i don't i trust kwan mm-hmm. to a point where i know that i i know right now kwan is on fire with me y'all not only did i log into his facebook i logged into his facebook changed his password logged into his instagram and cut his phone off attached what? his attached his debit card to my cash app no. and it was using his money no. okay So I know he's living with me, but I know for a fact, even in the moments where he is like completely just fucking tired of me, he's not going to disrespect me. and He's not going to cheat on me. Right. Right. So I don't have any insecurities with that. But if you want to know why, it's because, like I say, he gets on my fucking nerves. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. It's a whole little, I'm not, you know, sometimes in a relationship and when you have six kids, it's hard to be emotionally available to somebody else. And I'm not given the space to express my emotions in my relationship. And it's hurting me as a person because I'm basically pouring from an empty cup because when I can't express my emotions and, you know, be filled back up with understanding, love, compassion, and empathy, you know, I basically am just draining myself. And right now I'm at a point where I'm kind of drained and I've poured a lot into this man. And so things are not perfect with us. And I know that everybody, you know, we have this family page, we get on here and we look, Like a family and everything looks good. Family dynamic. Our kids are always going to be taken care of and in a healthy household. But as it comes to our relationship, things are hard right now for us. And I'm just going to be real with y'all. Like this shit is difficult. We're not talking. Like, I I have nothing to say to him because I just felt like a lot of me, I've poured into him. Like, I've poured into him. He comes in here to a clean house, a meal cooked, towel, wash wash rag, underwear folded, and socks in the bathroom. The shower's already on. Go ahead. All you have to do is relax. And all I ask for in return is emotional support, mental support. And if I can't get that, I can't keep providing you with that space. Right. So y'all have to take care of yourselves as moms
0: right definitely take care of yourself as a mom and that's a one i think like having those boundaries especially when we try to be those women that not women as women we just take care of our house like that's natural to us you know what right I and mean? we're, we're assuming this role and oftentimes there's always that conversation as i started off like allowing the man to lead or allowing these certain the men to assume these roles and it's like we as women require certain things too right we also, we do have um we're just we're, we're sensitive we can be sensitive and so i appreciate you sharing even in a relationship you definitely have to have those boundaries and i right. respect your transparency and speaking on those boundaries that you are setting because you feel like certain things aren't being met in the relationship that you're in and i think that's a mature approach i respect it and i thank you for your vulnerability and transparency on that topic thank you yes yes okay we got mm-hmm. one more. i'm gonna wrap it up okay um, so I like to do this segment on my show called Bitch. Did you see that tweet? All right. So <laughs> I'm going to see if I can actually show the tweet. If not, hold on. I know there's a feature where I can like, share my background. Oh, maybe not because someone's on here. Let me see if it. will Let me share right. it. I Maybe we can't do it.
1: I appreciate y'all in the comments, too. The support y'all yeah. be giving me is unmatched. And I just want y'all, if y'all are on here right now, please follow Constance she podcast she post first of all she's so consistent that it don't do nothing but make me want to be more consistent she is so consistent i absolutely admire it i really do
0: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And it's a talk show, y'all. I know it started off as a podcast. She's been with it from the jump. So she's seen the concept of the podcast, but it's a talk show now, girl. But I can't even figure out how to share the screen. So the gist of the tweet was something along the lines of, and I'm sure you saw it, there was a woman whose child was being bullied and mm. she goes into the school. Actually, I think she goes to the parent of the child that was bullying her and beats up the parent. It's like, if, if your mom can't protect herself against me, you definitely can't. Right. So right. It, about her handling bullying. And so I think my question for you is as a mom, what I would hope that you're not dealing with bullying now, but like what's your protocol for being bullied? If you were in a situation you found that your child was bullied, how would you handle that situation?
1: Okay, so for one, I asked Mason every day, Are you good? Is somebody, you know, saying mean things to you? Are you being bullied? Because they taught him about bullying, I think, the first week of school. So one day Mason comes home and he's like, Mom. The boy on the bus said that I was a bitch, and I had some bitch ass fat ass shoes on. And I'm in my mind like, damn, I actually kind of like your shoes. Do you <laughs> like your shoes? You know, I don't think those no bitch ass fat ass shoes. If right. you put on 11s, they might be some fat ass shoes. But those right. shoes that you had on, they was not fat. <laughs> so, all right. So the first thing I I do with my kids when you say somebody is fucking with you, how does it make you feel? If it hurts, if Mason would express to me, it hurt my feelings. It made me, you know, feel sad. Then I get, I get worried because he's feeling like he can't protect himself. I said, how does it make you feel? He said, it made me angry. I said, good. Punch him in his fucking mouth. (laughs) Because the only way to handle a bully is to handle them. Like, cause they think that they can just say whatever they want to say. Come to find out Mason's five. The boy is 10. Oh. Did I go on the bus and say, hey, Mason said that Keontae said that he had some bitch ass fat ass shoes? Yes, I did. And what did the bus driver say? Keontae, did you say that? And what did Keontae fat ass say? And yes, I'm going to call the little boy fat because that was, he told my shoes, my son, that his shoes were basically a reflection of him. And um, he was like, no, I didn't say that. And my whole thing is like, of course, he's not going to say that he said it. Right. But like, right. Yeah mason can deal with the bully or i'm gonna deal with it like that mom dealt with it. and i don't think she was wrong at all because she did have a conversation in front of the principal she did have that conversation in front of the principal and she did beat that mom up in front of the principal i bought it to y'all this woman wants to disrespect my fucking child while right. i'm sitting right here call my child bald head i'm gonna beat the shit out you
0: right right point blank period i ain't mad at the girl i ain't gonna lie i'm like definitely when it comes to me i'm very much so a walk away from the bullshit like i don't deal with the bullshit but mm-hmm. i only how i react with kids and so i wasn't i wasn't turned off by what i saw that mom doing when i hear what you told your son to do i'm like that only makes sense like how the fuck you gonna let somebody bully your child sorry right.
1: when I you have def- a child like a whole different part of you unlocks you'd be like hold up bitch like i don't fight but i'm gonna beat your ass because Literally, if somebody walked up to me right now and wanted to fight me, if I can't walk away from a situation, I'm probably going to send them back to God, right? But if I can walk away from the situation, I'm going to. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. You no know?
1: But when it comes to my children, I'm not going to walk away from walking into it. This is me. I'm here. You have a problem. Does your child have a problem? You need to. And I'm, I really want to get to a point of just like telling these moms, like, you have to love that child at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because. Mm-hmm he's just a reflection of what is going on at home if my yeah. son go to school and he's bullying people i'm going to try to figure out what the fuck is going on in here what right. am i doing wrong right you know, most parents don't have that in them but yeah girl i'm gonna be somebody else for my kids
0: right i ain't mad at the girl you gotta do <laughs> what you gotta do this is my last question. i know i think i think i said that a couple. you times. said that but it's cool this is really the last one I just want to check on your mental like quick mental health check how are you doing mentally as a mom is everything good not even as a mom like I'm not even trying to just make you a mom I know you more than a mom but as a woman how are you doing mentally
1: well like I was saying when I opened up about where me and Quan are this is literally my my present situation so mentally I'm not at a hundred percent I will tell you like I'm gonna be completely honest with y'all even in like the viewers in the comments my daughter, she takes medicine three times a day. I'm not in a space. I literally forgot to give her her medicine this morning. By the time I remembered that she needed to take her medicine, it was too late for her to take it. Not only that, Mason in England didn't go to school today because by the time I felt the energy to get out of my bed, it was too late for them to go to school. You know, um, I came on here because I contemplated so bad. I talked to my therapist this morning. I cried. I talked to Kwan's dad. I cried. I did everything that I told y'all I did as far as like Kwan's phone and shit. And I've been crying. I've been a mess. But I came on here because it's like I have to still show up in these moments and I have to show up for myself. So, me still doing this show with you is uh, basically just an example of me showing up for myself. My house is a mess right now fucking cleaning, folding, doing everything. And I'm trying to get myself back because, like I said, I feel like I've given a lot of me to something that has not been rewarding back to me. Um, and so a lot of me feels empty in a lot of places. I feel like I don't have a big support system. I'm not okay mentally 100%. I'm just mentally and emotionally checked out. But I have to be present for my children, so that's what I'm being and in doing that. I'm trying to be present for myself. So that's where I am.
0: Uh, if that- I can, only ima- I can only imagine what it is that you are going through. So, obviously, sending love and kind words. I'm going to pray when I get this thing for you. But um, I'm definitely hoping things turn up in y'all's relationship and everything's on the ups from there. I'm hoping the best for you and your family and the health of your family, the health of the children. Um, if, if there are any closing words that you have for the people, let them know of anything that's co- that's coming up that they should know about, whether it be products, whether it be videos, whether it be posts, whatever you want the people to know. This is the time to let them know.
1: Okay. Well, first things first, let me see. I mean, as y'all know, I'm very transparent. I'm going to continue to be transparent. I'm trying to get back into YouTube. I'm trying to do nighttime routines and stuff like that. I'm trying to get back to myself. So once I get back to myself, I will definitely be there a hundred percent for y'all. Most of the stuff y'all see me sharing now is the shit from my drafts because I'm a content creator. I have to have some shit drafted you know, mm-hmm. but I am doing brand deals and I'm actually having deadlines to post stuff. So when I am posting products, which is not really like my, my thing when I'm posting products is because I have to take care of my family. So y'all don't forget to like show love to those posts. Cause they care about my analytics, comment, like share all that stuff. Um, if I do go absent from social media for a day or two, don't be afraid. Like I'm good. I'm not in a place where I'm feeling like I want to harm myself, but I do need to get myself right. And ear warmers, buy some ear warmers. She said her head is really warm right now, and they're highly recommended. I literally was walking around my house with some on. They're $10 right now for a pair. You buy two, you get one free. Okay. Buy Are they ear- your? Yes, I crocheted them.
0: Oh, uh, this girl be crocheting. What don't she do? She do hair. She crochet. Go ahead and keep on pulling. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, you good. You good. You good. Like, no, I, I do a little bit of everything. That's why I kind of call myself the whole package. I'm going to tell you, my cousin in the comments, somewhere, I'm getting mine. She's been saying the same thing for three years.
0: Oh, she on to you, cousin. Don't be telling no stories and lies. Make sure. Girl, you same it. thing
1: for three years. But anywho, I definitely appreciate the support and um, <laughs> Constance, I appreciate you for being so real and giving me this platform to even talk about my situations, my stories, and to be transparent. You know, I have my own platform, but when somebody is able to allow me on their platform to share with their following, I appreciate it because I'm small. I'm small to the world. I've traveled and I haven't traveled a lot, but when I went to LA, like it showed me me looking at the pacific ocean and seeing that this shit is never ending. I mean it ends eventually, but this shit is never ending, you know? It just goes into another body of water. I'm small. I am small to this world and as long as I can get on here and impact somebody and say and have somebody say, "You know what? I could use that. You know what? I can relate to that. I'm not alone in that way." Then I'm doing my job.
0: Amen. I know that's right. Yeah. Okay. Thank- so much Kiana I really appreciate you thank you just like I just appreciate the transparency the vulnerability I keep saying it but I thank you because I know it's not easy to share that side of you to strangers so thank you and thank you for your time I know you're a busy mom I appreciate you girl they they're going crazy out there but it's okay but I hear them but it's okay y'all my dog was in the back barking too it's a tough um okay <laughs> right bye <laughs> well, right, girl um I will keep in touch with you to everybody that's watching y'all make sure you follow her Follow both her pages so the six most definitely followed that one. And then there is the whole package as well. I have that in the description box below. Um thank you so much Kiana, and we will talk again another time. All right you guys, that is the end of today's show. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Before we go our separate ways, I want to leave you guys with this phone number. It is the it is the National Domestic Violence Hotline, and the phone number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, the phone number is 1-800-799-7233. You can also text start, S-T-A-R-T to 88788. Again, you can also text start to 88788. It is a 24 hour and seven days a week hotline. Okay. And they do have English and Spanish speakers as well as 200 plus um, different interpretation services. So please utilize this number if you find yourself in a domestic violence situation um, I did run a poll on my Instagram and I'd asked my followers if any of them had ever been in a domestic violence relationship and a vast majority of them uh, admitted that they had been in one and so I see that it is definitely prevalent amongst my followers and in my own life I've seen that it is something that happens often and so I really just want to encourage you guys to utilize the numbers and take those tips and things that Kiana shared with us keep those with you and and, and try to get out of it try to get out of it um that's all that I have to say to you guys I love you guys I appreciate you guys you already know what to do check out the description box below because that's where you will see all of Kiana's Instagram handles that's also where you will find the link to be notified as soon as the Constantine Show merch drops again I love you guys I appreciate you guys and I will see you in next week's episode peace